Now the grace and peace from God our Father and his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, be yours today. For by the power of the Holy Spirit, who brings this word to you, these are yours. Because you are justified by faith through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so as Paul writes the Romans, you now have peace with God. This means that you now have peace with God. Whether you feel it or not, this is the case. And this makes all the difference because while you were still weak, as Paul said, while you were still sinners, at the perfect time, Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. That is, he died for you. And he takes away all of your sins. And here the unclean spirits are cast out. And here is the harvest. And the harvest is plentiful. Amen. Now I know that talk of harvest these days might make those of you who have some farming in your blood a bit nervous. For we haven't had much rain in these parts of South Dakota. Last night was welcome, but we haven't had much. And I'm beginning to get a little uh, more aware of this myself. My wife Erin and our little kids made it to Sioux Falls last week after the last day of school in Rochester, and we moved into our house here in Sioux Falls a week ago Saturday. I should say we started moving because there are many boxes still needing to be unpacked. It is a slow process. But in the move, I joined the ranks for the first time ever of those who have a sprinkler system in their yard. And while I'm not a farmer, I've become more keenly aware of the dry spring we've had because I have to confess to you, I don't really want to water our grass that much, but I know that I should because now we're stewards of this small patch of green, uh, tall fescue, this grass in Sioux Falls. It's ours to take care of, and it is dry. And of course, we start to worry when conditions are not as we like, when we don't know, we don't trust what tomorrow will look like, and already in June, we worry about the harvest, whether it is a harvest of plants or animals, of income perhaps, or reputation, of family time, of health, we worry. Yet this is exactly why Jesus says that his harvest is plentiful. For the word of God has much to do on us in all of these worries. Jesus has no such fear, however, when he says that the harvest is plentiful. He has no such fear whether it will be good or not. Our gospel begins with Jesus going about to all the towns in Israel, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, that is, preaching the gospel, curing the sick. Matthew says Jesus had compassion on the crowds because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. That is, they were consumed by worry, by fear, that they were not doing enough or saying the right things, that they weren't aligned with the correct side. They were harassed by false trust and false idols. And into this setting, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful. It is good. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord to send out laborers into his harvest. And here Jesus is not saying that we need more combine drivers or tractor drivers, though they are good and helpful for our daily bread, aren't they? Here Jesus is saying we need more preachers of God's word. Not those who will continue to harass you by telling you what you need to do or think, but true preachers 
who will say what God has done for you, what Christ has accomplished for your sake. For this is what is needed. We too are harassed. You are harassed by pressures and ultimately lies from every side, lies about what is true and right and what is not. Yet you must know that only Christ now in the forgiveness of your sins can make you right, and he does. Only Christ now can raise you from the grave, and he does. In your hearing, this word, the kingdom of God, has come near now to you, people of First Lutheran Church. So near that Christ takes you into himself, for you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ's. Now, June is a month that has been given many meanings, many themes, and many ways to tell you what you must think or do or accept. I was reminded yesterday that June is Dairy Month, many other things as well. To me, of course, June continues to be the month of my parents' wedding anniversary. It is the month of Father's Day. It's also the month that my father died in 2010. Some of you remember that. Uh, happening while I was an associate pastor here. So in June, I'm reminded of my dad. Now, my wife, with the magic of Facebook, recalled a conversation that we had with our son, Rafe, who never met his grandpa. As we were walking around the neighborhood in Rochester five years ago, Rafe was only four years old, and he asked this. He said, Dad, when I'm a dad, will you be dead? And I said, I hope not. And Rafe replied, but your dad is dead. And I said, yes. And then Rafe said, and being dead isn't bad, right? Jesus would be happy to see you. And I said, well, that is true. And then Rafe said, apparently to a neighbor we were passing, my dad is dying. <laughs> and isn't that right? Aren't we all? Isn't that the thing we're so afraid of? Yet it is worse than Rafe thought. It is worse than we think we're not only dying, but we are dead already in our sin. Yet also for you now, you are living in Christ. You are dead, but your life is hidden with Christ. Now I'm thankful that God would use even such a young preacher to remind me how it is. Of course, I am afraid of his very question. I'm afraid of death, too. But now Christ comes with a different word. For in this, in this life outside of the gospel of Christ, you are sheep without a shepherd, harassed, not only those who would tell you what to think, but by the threat of death itself. But Jesus now, who is the good shepherd, is happy to see you and to forgive you your sins and to raise you to new life. And in this way, the kingdom of God has come near right to you. And even though you may not look at life this way, the word of God is casting out many unclean spirits, even this day, now, for it has the authority to do this. Even today in a society that doesn't give much thought to unclean spirits, maybe especially now God's word goes out with authority over them, over sin and death itself, over Satan, who would lie so that you would remain stuck in your sin, stuck in your fear of unrighteousness, not accepting the right things, stuck in your fear of death. So Jesus sent out his disciples, 
And Matthew names them all from Peter to Judas Iscariot, and he sends them out to preach the good news, curing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, and casting out demons. This is the work of preaching, after all. Curiously, Jesus also says that there will be some houses, some towns, who will hear this word gladly and some who will not. But you have this word now to share. As we hear more of Jesus' directions to the disciples, he also warns them that the world, especially those with much in the world to lose, would not appreciate this word either or its authority. And so the disciples were to be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Jesus also tells them that preachers of God's word would be handed over to councils, flogged in the synagogues, dragged before governors. But do not worry, he says, do not worry. Do not worry about what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will speak through you. And then Jesus speaks even of families, betraying each other on account of Jesus' name. And what a word on Father's Day of all days. But here Jesus, of course, is not recommending that this happen, but he's saying, he's observing that when the gospel of Christ is preached, all other allegiances, all other loves, all other idols fall by the wayside, even family. But this is as it should be, for where else but Christ can you go for eternal life and the forgiveness of your sins? Who else has such a lasting peace for you? Nobody, but Christ does. Christ does, and he brings it to you now as you hear this word. He brings it to you, this promise, as you have been baptized, and we've just witnessed this now three times this morning, baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. And he brings it to you as you receive the Lord's Supper, as you will do shortly for the forgiveness of your sins. In all of these ways, your unclean spirits are cast out. You are given the peace and hope of Christ instead. This is yours now. For God proves his love for you in that while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. The harvest is plentiful and the word is now yours. Amen.